0: Welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball with your hosts, Ashley Rowley, Shelby Babcock, and Dr. Allie Dake. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB. Again, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Behind the Dish SB. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball. We have a fun episode today ahead of us because we are gonna be addressing the most commonly asked questions that we get um, week to week, episode to episode. So we're gonna call this episode Hot Takes or Hot Topics of the month, if you will, we get a lot of really great emails and questions from our listeners, just asking us, uh, giving us topic suggestions or just asking us random questions to kind of talk about. So today what we've done is we have kind of, we're gonna pull five or so uh, out of a hat and we're gonna talk about those and just have a really fun conversation today. So if you are on Facebook listening to this, don't hesitate to chime in, um, leave a comment or a message, not a message, definitely have a comment and uh, we'll try and address that, okay? <laughs> Message. You guys, you guys, I am a hot mess today. I'm not going to lie to you. Full transparency. Wow. But we're good. We're good. All we're of here. Good. Got we're this. here. We're yep. here. We're um, here. <laughs> yes. So as I totally probably butchered that intro, I am your one of your co-hosts, Ashley Rowley, along with my girls, Shelby Babcock and Dr. Allie Dake. So let's go ahead and get started. I am going to ask the first question. Are you guys ready? Shelby.
1: Oh, let's do you? it. You ready? Okay.
0: You. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you are facing, you're on the mound facing Jocelyn Alo. and she has already tied the home run record and potentially you could be the pitcher on the mound to throw her record-breaking home run. Do you throw to her? Absolutely. Yeah, she does. What are you going to throw? Yeah. What are you going to
1: throw? Oh gosh. Well, I would go with my best pitch. Um, drop ball. In or That's out. That's what I would go with.
0: Oh man, outside. Would you really? I probably would go outside. I would force yeah. you to go in. If I'm catching yeah. you, I'm going to say, Shelby come in hard and hot. I don't want her to get her hands mm. extended.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I again, I, in the moment it might change a little bit based off uh-huh. of what she was doing or how she was approaching the at bat. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely throw at her. I think it's a cool moment in history and, um, I mean, if I was the one that she hit a home run off of, I mean, whatever, but mm-hmm. I also would want to be able to go compete and show my stuff just as, just as much. So yeah. that's all, that's what's competing is about. I mean, that's-, that's how you challenge yourself and that's how you overcome things. So I, yes, heck yes. I would go at her. So
0: what would your mentality be on the mound? Like literally she step into the plate. You're like, okay, let's go. What, what would your mentality be? In Let that your inside voice would say. you have, an O S H I, you know what, or would you be like, (laughs) let's
1: go. I got this. Yeah, no, let's go. I got this. I mean, at the end of the day, everything is going to happen for a reason. And, um, I would go back to, you know, my simple, you know, affirmations that I always would stick with. Um, here comes my dress best drop ball down and outside. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what I would go with. And, uh, you know, I think, I think our minds always go to like, okay, this girl's up to bat. Let's go. She's a good hitter. Um, yeah. but you kind of have to get within yourself and go back to those simple affirmations that you always have practiced. And absolutely. So
0: what I would go with and take, and take this moment as an opportunity, view it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to compete versus a uh, fear-based like, Oh, crap. Yeah. right.
1: Well, and it's funny because <clears throat> I actually had the, Pleasure of pitching to Lauren Chamberlain, the home run hitting queen before her. So yep. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. I pitched to Lauren quite a few times as well, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you—the very first time I pitched her, I was like, "Holy crap, this girl can hit the ball!" <laughs> um, but you know, we had the the pleasure of playing Oklahoma quite a few times, so I got to pitch against Kalani Ricketts and Lauren Chamberlain, and um, two of the best hitters. And um, you know, they they humble you, um, mm-hmm. but they also make you compete and grow, and um, it was fun. So. Yeah.
0: I'll never forget you just reminded me of a moment my freshman year at Florida we're playing at UCLA okay so I'm just this little tiny freshman and this was the second weekend after I had gotten released to play from knee surgery right so I'm not even 100% yet but I'm catching I'm starting this game uh versus against UCLA at UCLA and Stacy Newman gets in the box
2: mm.
0: now Stacy is one of the best catchers to play the game she's a former Olympian all-American holds a million records. I mean, oh my gosh, she's, she's awesome. So Mm -hmm. first thing she gets in the box and I just remember looking up and going, oh, damn. Like she was just (laughs) strong and got in and I was, I felt like a peanut. Okay. She gets in and hits the first pitch. You guys, she hit a line drive off of the tree in right field. And I was (laughs) like, oh shit. Okay. I'm in the big leagues now. Okay. All right, here we go. And it was just, I'll never forget that moment. I was just like,
1: I felt like a little kid on yeah. a
0: video page.
1: And I... Yep. I yep. <laughs> no, I cool. actually...
0: No, it's funny because
1: bringing back Keelani Ricketts, we played against each other. And I actually, we, we talked about this on an interview after we played each other at, or at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but we played each other in a club game. And, um, I was playing for, I was guest playing out in California and pitching against them. I think they were the sting or something. I, for, uh, San Jose sting or something like that. Um, but she hit, she hit a bomb off me, but there was no fences up. Right. And so um, she didn't quite make it to home. We got her out and we won the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so oh, no fences we, for
0: that moment. Yeah.
1: Right. We loved no fences. Um, uh-huh. And then, she came back to uh, Arizona and we were actually playing for supers and she hit a, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Arizona game on TV, mm-hmm. but there's a big brick wall in the back yep. there. Yep. She nailed that thing. Like line drive it. I'm surprised there's not a dent in the brick wall behind there, but it was just funny. Cause we talked about that and she won the game because of that home run. I was like,
0: all right, we need to take the fences down, <laughs> <laughs> remove all the buildings. Behind yeah, it.
1: exactly.
2: Like, right.
1: I need you to have to like this one out, please. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. it was funny that was funny that you
2: brought that back up. But so cool. I, I have a question for the both of you. Um, cause it's something that we talked about when we did the game series and I've heard like little bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. as, as you're gro- going through the games and afterwards, and you're looking, doing that post-game evaluation, do mm-hmm. you keep mental notes on each player that came? So like You know, as a catcher, you, you know, that batter coming up, you said, no, I would have brought her inside and Shelby's like, well, I would have pitched outside. Do you actually keep track when you're in college? in a journal, cause I know you are a huge journaler, um, Shelby of mm-hmm. each of the hitters and the plays and what happened and how to, so that you, when you come up and encounter them again, you're ready for it.
0: So it's, mm-hmm. it's more so scouting reports and you do mm-hmm. it. It's, you have a scouting report before every game. So what you're going to do is, is what we did is, and this was one of my jobs when I was a GA at Tennessee is before we played an opponent, we would go back and study, um, mm-hmm. the last five or 10 games of that yep. opponent, And we yep. would make spray charts for each hitter. Mm -hmm. And when I say a spray chart, basically you would track every ball that they hit, what part of the field did it go to? Right. Um, And you would look for patterns as far as, and then that's going to really determine your sequencing when you're calling pitches and how you're going to throw to them and their strengths. And then during the game, you, you always, so you've got a coach in the dugout that's keeping a chart, right. Of what every hitter is doing. And before you go on the field in that half inning, when your team's hitting, usually the pitcher and catcher will sit with your, whoever's keeping track of that whether it's your pitching coach or, and you'll, you know, look who's coming up next, who are the next three hitters? What did they do last inning? And if there's a hitter that's, that's made a significant, like done something you remember, you don't even have to, you know what pitch is hit. It's just part of being a student of the game, right? If you mm-hmm. don't right. know what pitch they hit and what they did, you're not paying attention.
2: Right. So, yeah. the, so that's you know, kind of the point for the girls that aren't in college yeah. but and but they're aiming to get there and they're yeah. to bring their best game. Mm-hmm. At the comp level, even at the rec level, yeah, you don't have a coaching staff that's going to make spray charts and mm-hmm. so I always am mm-hmm. working with the girls, like journal it, keep track of it. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I had a I had a
0: great hitting session yesterday with one of my athletes, and she's a freshman. Um, she's an awesome hitter. And we, we're doing a lot of game ready situations in the yeah. past this week because this weekend's is going to be pretty in Colorado. And it's one of the first weekends really our kids are going to get out and get good innings in. So we're doing a lot of game prep. And so I told her, um, and I like to throw BP. So, fun fact about me, I actually was a pitcher before I came a catcher. And then my freshman year in high school, my coach was like, you're going to have to pitch one. You have to pick one because you can't do both. And so I chose wisely and I chose behind the dish, which no pun intended, um, <laughs> which is where I'm better, but I still love to throw BP to goof off, to think that I'm Shelby Babcock um, and pretend that I'm <laughs> when I throw BP, but I was with this hitter, I was putting some spin on it and mixing up locations, right? When we were in the cage last night and I told her, I said, okay, kid, I know exactly where to throw Molly and I know how to get you out. Sorry, Molly. I just called you out. My bad. <laughs> uh, but I know exactly how to get you out. I know what to throw you right now because I'm, I'm paying attention to right. what you're doing when I'm throwing you low and in or what you're doing when I'm freezing you on that outside corner. I know what you can hit best and what you're looking for. And I know by the fact that I'm freezing you on that outside corner, I'm going to I'm going to throw you there until you prove to me that you can hit that mm-hmm. pitch and attack that pitch and do it with confidence. And so, you know, I take that for granted sometimes in realizing that not all my a- athletes know how to do that yet. Right. right. Because I've been, I've been trained to do that. And people are like, uh, how do you know that? Well, because I'm paying attention, paying attention. Yeah. Right? I'm watching, I'm watching what you're doing to get up on your tendency. So like if Shelby and I are the battery, which we are, by the way, um, <laughs> Shelby's on the mound and I'm catching her and Jocelyn alo gets on the mound. Shelby's going to say, no, I'm more comfortable with the drop outside. And I'm going to say, you know what, kid, I'm going to let you throw your drop. Cause that you that's your best pitch, mm-hmm. but I'm going to make you come in hard because I, if she gets her hand extended this ball's going to go to the moon yeah right so i'm going to make you come in hard so we're going to try and jam her up a little bit so she can't get her hands extended on that pitch mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that's my job as a catcher to say all right Shelb, i know what you're comfortable with i know what your best pitch is but i'm also i got to be smart in this scenario and get you out of your comfort zone and make you throw this pitch in hard
1: mm-hmm. that's a oh and that's could be a whole another topic too we should write down is talking about a pitcher catcher duo and mm-hmm. how important that is to have totally important yeah, I mean it's so big. I mean it's the battery for the re- for a reason, right? Yeah. And you guys got to be on the same page. So we should write that down. Absolutely.
0: That down. And on that note, we should actually. I mean, I love these conversations because we just talking. It's great. So we should actually get back on task to address right. some of the questions. But so I, Dr. I just, Ali, go ahead.
2: Yeah, real quick. I just want to finish that. So for the the listeners who aren't in college that are listening, becoming um, a strategist of the game is part of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, who when you went through when you Go back and you're doing your evaluation on the game. Go back and think not about just your play and the pitches or the catches or whatever. Think about the lineup, the team that you just played and what happened in the game when when they were hitting, right? Where they were, where they sent and and study it, remember it, journal it Mm -hmm. and and make your own notes so that when you come up against that team again, Mm -hmm. because if you're playing regionally in your area, in your city, in your state, you have those notes to go to and that will Mm -hmm. help. That will help. Yeah. Well, and it's called, and, and
0: this is the exact conversation, Molly, I love you. So I'm using you as an example that we had yesterday is that is called your game IQ. Yes. It's called being a student of the game because at some point your talent level will only take you so far mm-hmm. and then you have to be smarter, <clears throat> not harder, right? Mm-hmm. You use your skills and now you have to use them in a strategy and, and, and really pay attention, become a student of the game. And that piece right there is, is what I find is separates a lot of really good athletes from our really
2: successful
0: players. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: right? Yeah. 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 Agreed. Okay. Awesome. So, <sighs> again, comments um, that we've been receiving, and we put them in a, a vase, a bowl, <laughs>
1: a jar, something to pull out
2: of, on <laughs> a container. It's a container and I'm going to pull them out. We're just going to chat about them. And then um, I think our intent was to turn this. We're going to have a quick conversation around it um, to acknowledge, uh, say thank you to all of our listeners who participate. We hear you. We, we see your comments. We love your comments and thoughts. Please keep sending them. Um, And then we're going to turn these into some episodes in the upcoming, in the upcoming. Next short term. All right. So and the good news today is that both sides of my face work. Yeah. Ah, yes.
1: <laughs> okay, I don't have to almost laugh every every three
0: seconds. Oh my gosh! You
2: almost your <laughs> the last two. It was, so it was really, really. It was really it was painful funny. not to laugh.
0: Oh, you guys! It was.
2: <laughs> it was so bad. Okay.
0: <sighs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um. So the I dental first- work
0: done if you have no idea what we're talking
2: about. Okay, yeah. go. Dental work that affected her whole face. That numbed yes. the entire left side of my face. And her eye and her whole, it was, nothing moved. It was crazy. Okay, so the first comment is overcoming exclusion when you're picked last.
0: And how, and I, and I think, you know, the, the, listener who sent this in was how to overcome exclusion when you're picked last, but still be successful
2: and still be successful and how to probably avoid spiraling down. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We've all had that scenario. We've we all- have.
0: And, and this question instantly takes my mind to elementary school, <laughs> young kids Red Rover picked last or kickball, and how, how they react. What, you know, what is their response to that feeling? That's, that's this question. That's where this takes me. The other piece is maybe tryouts. If you, um, you know, what if this middle school or comp ball or high school? If you didn't make varsity, you made JV or you got cut or, you know, something in any of those scenarios, how do you still move on to be successful? Right. in that in that situation. Right. So uh, does anyone want to attack this
2: first? Well, I can. I can start. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, you always have a skill inside that maybe nobody really knows that you have inside and you haven't been given the opportunity to shine. So taking a, taking a moment when you're starting to spiral down, you're starting to say, oh, I was picked last and, and, oh, I'm not worth anything. Like our mind will start to play those tricks on us. Mm -hmm. If If we can be cognizant of that. And again, that's a skill that you have to start doing But okay, I am going to come on. I'm going to work even harder and I'm going to, I'm going to shine. I'm going to show this skill, whether it's positivity, whether it's friendship, whether it's, I'm going to kick the ball harder because it's kickball and PE class, or you got cut from a team regaining that footing underneath you and coming back and, 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 and shining and showing and showing who you are Mm -hmm. Um, some, you you know, what I'm trying to say is that it's, It's not, but instantly we go to a negative place, right? Instead of coming, yeah, instead of coming
1: back at it as, um, how, what can I do to get better or what, what can I do to improve this or what can I do to do that? Right. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. And it comes, in a, and I know when we're talking PE in elementary school, it's it's hard. It's, well, a yeah. it's a little bit different than if we're talking mm-hmm. about getting cut from a team. But, mm-hmm. still, the, but still the process that if, if a parent is listening on, teaching your child who their skills are and what they're really good at and, and building into that so that they can lean into that in that moment of deprivation or mm-hmm. of disparity or of a spiraling down. Well, that's okay. I'm here. And I know I can catch a ball when it comes to me and I'm going to, I'm going to do it and keeping that positive talk. It, it is, it is a little bit, probably a different conversation when we're talking red Rover, red Rover on the plate. Yeah. Love that game, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> not getting cut from a team um so this will be a really great topic to dive into and give some some examples and some stories and yeah. some skills like really strong skill sets around that but i would say yeah. it comes back to knowing who you are mm-hmm. knowing that and leaning into that in that moment and i and well I think and
1: that's we, go ahead well i was just going to say and that's why i feel you when your kids are younger, you put them into a bunch of—I mean, not a bunch of different, but different things—to kind of see what they like and what they're good at and what their skill set yeah. is. And, yeah. and I think that's what I was going to say is having them try a bunch of different things um, to see what they like and what their skill set is.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and part of so as you were talking, Doctor Ali, you know, something that came to mind to me to me is okay, you're not going to discount the fact that getting picked last or getting cut—it sucks and it hurts. And if you care about anything, it's supposed to it's right? supposed mm-hmm. to. care about it. Like, it, mm-hmm. yeah, that, so we can't shield anybody. We don't want to shield anybody from that feeling because you have to feel mm-hmm. that it's about what do we do next. Right. And the first thing that came to mind is, is we've got to learn, and this is really hard, but how to not take that personally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And if we go to you're in a sport, so let's take middle school, high school, comp level, wherever we're at. Right. And you get picked last, or you get cut, whatever the situation is. Then this goes back to how bad do you really want that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you willing to work harder? Are you willing to take that rejection and use it as fuel to work harder, to get better, to practice more, be intentional with practice or like Austin, my my daughter, my four and a half year old, right? And I love this response. And I'm so, I, I love this response. She learned this past week. She said, mom, take my training wheels off my bike. Oh, yeah. And I said, okay, baby. So she was learning how to ride a bike without her training wheels. She, <laughs> her brakes, you know, you, you, she was learning how to use her brakes. So you push back and they stop, right? Well, she was going fast and she pushed back, but she wasn't braced for that. And so it launched her forward. She wrecked her bike and she had an awesome road rash underneath. It was a good one, right? She was crying, picked her up better than tailgate of my truck, pick it up. She goes, mom, after it stops bleeding, can I get back on my bike? And I said, Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Absolutely, oh. That's the response, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the response. So what we, what we want to build in our athletes is that ability to say, you know what, I'm going to go practice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to go practice well, right? because that's that drive. That's going to help you be successful. PS Michael Jordan, one of the best basketball
2: players to ever play the game got cut from his high school team.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and that's part of that evaluation process: going back and learning, and not to learn to move forward, not to spiral mm-hmm. down. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Cool. Okay, that's a great topic. Thank you um, for that. Forrest, thank you for that one. Topic.
1: For whoever did it. Yep.
0: <laughs>
2: Forrest, shout out Forrest. We're not going to point out names or anything like that. Okay. I just
0: uh, we just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at that today, aren't I? Right. Okay. Uh, whatever. It's
1: fine.
2: Oh, this I'll is a well. good one does everything about club softball have to be about college Mm -hmm. okay ladies
0: oh man no
1: no yeah (gasps) big
0: fat no right we play this game because it's fun and we love this game yeah now obviously we're huge advocates we're going as far as you can and playing college because we're seeing the growth of female athletics at the next levels the exposures Mm -hmm. Softball's growing. You watch the games on ESPN. You go to the world series. So many Mm -hmm. cool things now. That doesn't mean that's for everybody. No. Right. Yeah. This game should still be about having fun because it's fun to play. Like, guess what? You should be able to still play competitive softball, travel ball, and not necessarily have the aspiration to play in college. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And guess yeah. what you can be really darn good about? you really darn good at the game
2: and not want to play at the next level. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. The skills that Obviously, you're learning inside that team and in that diamond, in that dirt, and in those moments of winning and losing are transferable skills that absolutely create Um, who you are and how you approach things and how agile you are and how to evaluate, Mm -hmm. how to play as a team player, how to show up as your best. There's Mm -hmm. so much inside the sport that I just love. I get, I get, I can get really passionate about it because we can transfer those into any career, anything you choose to do in life, Mm -hmm. everything you're doing right there in that club sport. And and it can be soccer. It it can be gymnastics, anything. Mm -hmm any
1: sport sport. Mm-hmm.
2: sport, not just on the diamond is absolutely transferable. And that's what I love when the athletes i am working with, they see that they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I actually just used games, the game system inside my science class, because I was not, I didn't have a good grade. And they totally mm-hmm. use that all by themselves and brought that grade up. Like, I'm like, yes, yes, they're getting it. Right. Well,
0: yeah. part, part of the reason. So with the Colorado softball Academy, the Futures Youth Softball Instructional League, part of that model is we want our junior instructors, which are our middle school, high school athletes, to coach these teams. I want them interacting. It's part of their leadership development, but I want them interacting with the little kids at the fundamental level. One of the best things that happened for me in my career was right after my senior year at Florida, I had had Lord knows what number knee surgery, and I was burned out, Mm -hmm. right? And my, one of my best friends said, Hey, Ash, come help me coach his eight and under team. And I was like, Oh, right. But I did, <laughs> I went out there and it was the best thing that I could have done. It was so refreshing. And it brought mm-hmm. me back down to the whole, like, wow, the innocence of the game. We play yep. the game because it's fun, fun, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's fun. Yep. We enjoy the game. And that, that gets lost somewhere in, in along the line, the transition when translation, when we can have so much of a push college, 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 especially when they're mm-hmm. eighth grade freshmen, like it's the timeline. Right. So we can't lose the fact that the game is fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And listeners, if gals, if there is any of you that played club ball that are not playing in college, please reach out to us. Cause we would love to have you come on the show. And I think that you'd be a really great voice to talk to this about the experiences that you had and what you learned and what you took from it and how you're moving forward, but you're not playing. Um, yeah. We would love to hear from you. So if you are one of those, um, that would fit into this category player from softball, please reach out, let us know, because we want to hear from you. That would be a yeah. really fun podcast to bring some girls on. Yeah. Agreed. And yeah, and absolutely. I, uh,
1: one thing I want to add in here too, is, I mean, coaches, parents, um, let your kid develop the goals of wanting to go play college as well. Um, not something that you're pressing on them. And, you know, I, I did a video like two weeks ago, um, that just talked about, um, you know, the balance in my life and how much I love my parents for letting me choose that I wanted to go play and have those aspirations to go play softball. Um, I, I, never, I never really got burnt out from it because I had so much balance. And that kind of comes back to the pie that we've always talked about, right? But mm-hmm. letting, letting your kids and your players develop those dreams and not push them on them because it can be a very pressured situation and it, it shouldn't be. It should be so much fun. Yes. And enjoying the moment and yeah. loving and if it. So if it's
0: not something they want. It becomes pressure, which turns into stress yeah. and overwhelm and anxiety. Yeah. And then it's not mm-hmm. fun and it leads to other issues. And let me mm-hmm. tell you something, y'all. If you don't love this game, don't play it in college because you're really not going to like You're it. really gonna not going to like it.
1: Really yeah. not
2: like it. No. Right. When I was coaching, I always said, practice hard, play to win, and have fun. Like, Absolutely. bottom line yep. is always have fun. Okay. Yes. Ready for another one? Do it. Okay um a day in the life of a college softball player how to be prepared for college and playing in college That's <laughs> the opposite of what we just had right right okay <laughs> yeah all right we're, we're turning it here we go okay
0: what here's the question what season are we in are we in the fall or are we in the spring because they're different
2: yeah it yeah. didn't it i think when this one came in i remember it was from um some senior a couple seniors actually i have conversations with these gals um they're seniors, they just got recruited um, and they're playing um, D2, D at D2s. And they, they wanna know, not just to play in college, there was two questions. What do I need to have to be prepared for college just in general, because <clears throat> they're leaving home for the first time and they're like kind of nervous about it, like how to be prepared mm-hmm. to college in general. And mm-hmm. then they're also playing ball, like how to be prepared for what's coming also in playing ball. Right? Um, So that is a little opposite of the question we just had, but obviously look, the gamut of of both, everything that's going on with our athletes is so awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, so college prep, um, right? Let me go first, I'm
0: gonna go first.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I feel like, uh, I, I mean, I feel like the biggest thing that pops into my head that to be prepared is, Time management and learning oh, how yeah, to totally.
0: That's what I'm <laughs> gonna say. Good.
1: Um, is how to how to learn how to do that. Um, and the biggest thing I I mean I learned was I mean my my planner is going to show you my lovely planner here. I have to write things down um, to make sure that I keep things straight. And mm-hmm. this is what I learned my freshman year of college. I feel like you know I had decent time management leading up to that, but I wish I would have learned it a little bit more before I. Headed into college because man, was it a whap in the face of like you're doing this and this and this, and you got to make sure you're getting your study hall in and you're getting your homework in outside of your study hall because study hall sometimes isn't long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure that you get up your 20 minutes before wait so you're not late, right? We want to be. You're I on mean, time. You're not you're really, yeah, I was just gonna say, that's man, right. we're just <laughs> we're just playing off each other here, Ash. Um, but yeah, I'd say time management is the first thing that pops into my head. Um, mm-hmm. Is a
0: big one. Yeah, but that's what you have to have. Going in, so if you can develop that skill, athletes that are seniors getting ready to go play a college sport, if it's softball, soccer, whatever it is, time management is going to be your biggest key Mm -hmm. because you will literally plan out. You need to have something where you can visually see every hour of your day because that day that that it's going to be packed. So, I mean, if we go a day in the life, okay. Now, granted, this is my experience. This is my experience at the University of Florida. It's going to be different at different schools right mm-hmm. it's going to be different and that's yeah. okay now mine so in the fall fall is your off season okay there's a really hard so ncaa has restrictions on how many hours of team practice you can do and when you can do it and one-on-one practice per week in the off season right so let's take a day in the off season that's not there's a month in i believe it's like october where you can have team practice and you can have simulated scrimmages, fall games kind of thing, right? So this is gonna go outside of that window. So for me, um, you'd have 6 a.m. workouts. Now we would have 6 a.m. Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Tuesday, Thursdays were conditioning. Fridays was in the weight room. Um, On Wednesdays, we would do our weights in the afternoon. So if I did, let's take a Tuesday. I'd go 6 a.m. conditioning. So my alarm goes off at 5 a.m um, you're at the field at 540, right? Shoes are on or cleats are on. You're ready to go by 545, 550, because you better be ready in your lines to start stretching at 6am, because if you're on time, you are late. So we have an hour of conditioning that goes till seven. And then, um, I'm just going to take my freshman year. I would have class at eight, so I was really gross and sweaty, but I would go straight from conditioning yes. to the training room because I would have to get treatment, um, because knee surgeries, all the things. Right. And usually after our conditionings, we would, uh, it'd be mandatory to go do cold tanks. So we'd go over and get, go to the training room. We'd all have to get into the cold tank and a cold tank. Imagine like a really big in-ground hot tub concept, but it's not hot. It's like 35 30. degrees. Yeah. Yep. It's like 35 degrees and you've got to sit in there up to your neck as a recovery process. So you do that for 15 minutes. And then I would do some sort of treatment on my knees. And then I would try and and grab a smoothie and go to 8 a.m. class. And I was disgusting and gross. So that was cool. Um, But you had to sit in the front row, right? Because that's what you're taught as a student athlete is to sit in the front row of class. So I would do class from about eight to noon-ish, depending on the day and the schedule. And then I would um, grab a bite to eat at lunch. And then I would go back to the training room, call it around like one o'clock, and I would get treatments, and then I would go catch bullpens at two. Yeah, <laughs> and then come catch uh-huh, us pitchers. Uh <laughs> huh. And then my four on ones uh, would be like three, three o'clock ish, and then I'd catch catch a bullpen again after that. Um, and I go from there. And then I would grab dinner, and then I go to study hall. So what are we around like six o'clock now? Seven o'clock, and I do study hall for a couple of hours. As a freshman, you always have a minimum number of hours of study hall. Like you have to check in and they will they will track it and keep track of it, which is really cool because it it helps you build really good study skills and you have, you know, tutoring if you need it in study hall and those kind of things. We check in and out of, of study hall and then, you know, call it, I'd probably eat again <laughs> eight, five times a day, and get home around like nine o'clock and probably get to finally taking a shower, which is gross. If I didn't do it at the field, um finish whatever homework I had, go to bed and do it all again the next day. Now that's off season. In season, it's different because we didn't have 6 a.m.s, Right. So you you still have your weights, your three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, weights. We don't have your 6 a.m. conditionings. They'll usually tag in your conditioning after team practice. So if I do a day in the life in season, then if I've got an 8 a.m. class, obviously, I'm going to get up and make sure that I'm a class on time, have breakfast, a class on time, um after classes which usually are in the morning around like noon 12 30 grab a bite to eat head to the training room to get tr- treatments go uh, if practice starts at two then one o'clock I'm catching a pitching workout team practice for three hours right so from two to five catch another bullpen after from five to six grab some food go to study hall do it all again
2: yep uh, that's sounds about right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, it's
2: a <laughs> from everything I hear from my girls. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So and, it's, a um, it's definitely a regimen for sure. And having your time management down is super important. So
2: I have, I have girls that I am coaching and they go into the, go into college of like, great, we're good. You know, talk to you later. And then about three weeks in it's like, Holy shit. All of them mm-hmm. call almost within the same week ish mm-hmm. every year. And they're like Whoa, screaming because this, this new, and, and we have to like go back and totally, they had the skills already, not how to spiral down. That's why they're mm-hmm. reaching out. They're like, I need this. I need this. Right. So it's always like, keep your eye on the vision too. What did you come to well, it's your job? Yeah, it's, it's your job. It's your job. Yep right? So it will, that will be an awesome topic. Well, and
1: that's going back to keeping softball fun, right? Yes. I mean, if you, if yes. you do not love softball, you are not going to want to play college softball. I'm do just, I'm, mm. if you're already feeling the burnt out phase, holy cow.
2: Yeah. So, you oh, know there, there are rec, there are rec sports there are club sports in college. There are. And it's yeah. totally awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of girls feel that sense of um, stress relief when they play. Mm-hmm. So it's a stress is still part of their pie, but not playing it with such rigor and stress. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. expectation and all of that on it. But that's yep. where they get to go decompress from school. So there's, it's whatever
0: you want and, and need and well, what you and want I always, to
2: play in your level.
0: Yeah. And I always tell my athletes who are in the recruiting process, I always tell me, you don't get to compromise the quality of your education just for the opportunity to play softball right because at the end of the day your education is what we're going after so if you're stanford level education kid but let's say you're a i'm not trying to pick on a school because all of them are awesome i'm just a smaller school um let's call like a i don't know kansas wesleyan or just something smaller right you get my point that's your skill set you don't get to not go to stanford and go to Kansas Wesleyan just because you want to play soccer. Go to Stanford, get
2: your education, and play mm-hmm. top- club ball. That is okay. Yeah. because okay.
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. there's
2: long term objectives. And that's what I always yeah. tell you to the girls. What are you really there for? Oh, you're there to become a dentist. Okay. Then mm-hmm. that's your vision. This is your job, your scholarship mm-hmm. that pays for you to become a dentist. So you have to keep that balance in there. Right. Um, and that might be a great episode to bring in some yeah. recruiters and talk about that too. Yep. right and on the finding the right school the right fit so okay, any actually, wait, i know have, i know
0: we want to move on from this but i know the we other
2: were do... out of here so let's um oh I'm fine i'll keep
0: it for the episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next one ali's pushing me off um <laughs> bu- bu- bullying and harassment it...
0: oh bullying and harassment
2: oh snap <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Um, I do you want to take that one yeah i guess i can take this one so uh i actually made a post within my academy yesterday because this listen it is really hard to be in middle school and high school right now i mean even elementary mm-hmm. school but yeah. with social media just kids kids can be mean mm-hmm. um, so i made a post in my academy yesterday that says No one has the ability to make you feel inferior without your consent. Mm -hmm. Does anyone who said that? Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. What does that mean? And so what I talked with my my athletes yesterday is this. Well, and I've got an athlete who she's been picked on. And boys are making comments. And I said, are you starting to believe what they're telling you? And she paused and I said, okay, that's all I need to know because the answer to that is yes. You are starting to sink in. Mm -hmm. You're starting to question. You're starting to, what their motive, it's working. We're now giving them the power. We're giving them the control. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this is not a blame the victim at all. The point is no one can make us feel inferior without our consent. We have to be able to develop the skill because it is developing a skill to where if someone is bullying us or harassing us or saying mean things to us, we have a choice in that moment, how we respond, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The minute that we start believing what they're saying and it starts sinking in and it's, That's I funny. am ugly, right? That kind of thing. And we're believing what they're saying. This, and I told, I told the parent of this kiddo, I said, listen, my entire academy was created because an 11 year old girl was on the playground and two boys walked up to her and said, you're fat and you're ugly and you, you should kill yourself. And she believed it. And she listened and she went home and she did. Okay. So the minute that we start believing what they're telling us is when we have a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got to be able to to have that skill set to say, no, I'm not giving you the power. I'm not giving you that power. I'm not going to believe you say I'm ugly. I'm beautiful. And that has to be your response internally. Yep. Right. Yep. I, um, and granted I'm 38 years old. Right. So if someone comes up and says, you're ugly, I will use choice words because I'm a very <laughs> colorful speaker. <laughs> um, I would probably tell them to go F off and say, mm-hmm. I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. Or if someone says you're fat and say, you're that's, I was like, cool. You're just, jealous <laughs> because I am stronger than you could ever imagine being, mm-hmm. and you know, that's on you. So, you know, there's a special place in, you know, where, right. But it took me a long time to develop that sense of confidence in me. These kiddos, especially our girls in middle school and high school, they don't have that skill set yet. I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So parents pour into your girls. <clears throat> You're smart. You're beautiful. You're capable. Over and over and over. Because what they hear from you and
2: dads, dads goes back to the self image. You,
0: one. you are the person that your daughter will compare her future husband to. You are, you are that person. So, dad, as much as you can tell your daughter, she's beautiful and she's strong and she's smart and she's perfect the way she is. She's going to believe that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where that confidence is going to come from, right? So, as much as we can feed into that. And, and really, and and athletes, girls do not give the bullies the power of taking Mm -hmm. your energy and your thought. Let, we're not going to give them our consent to make us feel bad. I'm not going to let you make me feel like crap today. Mm -hmm. You are a bad person. And you know what, as someday you're going to meet your maker. That's what I believe you're going to meet your maker. And that's going to be a much harder conversation than we're having right now. And that's on you but I'm not going to give you the power to ruin my day and make me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we can't change the bully. We can't change the bully. We can't change what they're saying. We can, can change. We can change and control how we respond to that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. And so for me, when someone says, you know, what do we do to, how do we respond to bullies and and harassing it's all in how we respond. We don't get to let them have us. And I told this kid, I said, listen, here's the deal. This is Start to sink in, you're starting to believe it. So if I need to send your dad and my husband to their doorsteps, I will do it right now. I will. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm not playing this game. They don't get you. And
2: I told her I said they do not get to have you. Yeah. Mm -mm, Over my dead body. I think Mm -hmm. this will be a great episode to bring in some experts too around that. I think so too. Yeah. 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 Let's get in some experts because I think it happens in social media, happens in the in the person, it happens um, you know all, all around, all the time, and every day. Happens, and it happens even as an adult, somebody will try to do it. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. more we build up these leadership skills and these personal development skills is going to be awesome. Well, Shelby, right?
0: you, you and coach Hutton were just in the facility <laughs> oh, where we, you would tell, give us a snippet of the situation because
1: holy oh, bucket. yeah. Um, I mean, we, I have a coach in there that's, um, working in there every Tuesday, um, with eight-year-old little boys and just demeaning the kids. I mean, in the story yesterday, um, the coach was yelling at his little eight-year-old boy and basically telling him, telling him like, well, they're doing it right. And I'm doing it right. Why can't you do it right? And using actual cuss words to this little eight-year-old boy in front of this whole entire facility. So that just, I mean, makes me wonder, okay, what's going on at home. Mm-hmm. right um but that's just a little snippet of what's going on and, it, and it's bad it's every single week this coach is coming in and just demeaning these eight-year-old boys yeah like mm-hmm. it's just terrible but, but um
2: I need yeah. to be in there on a Tuesday
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well I think yeah. I come visit you <laughs> well and that's me and Chris we're like man you know this happens again it's like at some point I mean but is he gonna listen to us and what we have to say right I mean we're women is he gonna you know have any saying or were we going to have any say in what's going on and I don't know it's it's hard to see it's really hard to that's see situation. that little boy sunk his shoulders and I know was crying the whole rest of the practice and you know the parents are in the back not even saying a word and I yeah. mean that's not how you're gonna learn it's not at eight years old I mean well, there's-
0: and, and I mean you just hit it parents do not hesitate to stand up for your kid no mm-hmm. yeah, Whether it's are. whether it's a school bullying issue whether it's a uh, demoralizing environment with a horrific coach like like shelby just talked about trust your instincts listen to your kids and stand up for them because if you don't yeah. they don't know how to do that they won't,
2: they won't learn how to do it for themselves if you yes don't, exactly. don't well and, they're gonna, that's, and that's okay. they're gonna think that's okay they're gonna think that's what's yeah. correct yeah. Yep. and that's
1: not correct
2: okay so. awesome this will be an awesome powerful topic Love yes it. okay yes 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 one more for the sake of time What's that? (laughs) For the last one. Oh, how to lead even when you're not the most skilled at it yet. Mm. Right. So, and this came from an awesome email we received, um, Mm -hmm. from some listeners and the daughter, um, the dad trying to empower, teach, educate the daughter, how to be, in all facets, a leader, and she's doing a good job, but she's still young. And he wants, they mm-hmm. wanted to know, like, how to keep developing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, leadership skills.
1: Um, awesome. No, I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind with this is um, like high school softball. Um, you have a freshman who made varsity softball, but may not be the most talented on the team um, and is almost afraid to kind of speak up because they are the freshman, right? Um, which I always, I always try. I actually have one of my girls, um, this last season who was afraid to say anything. Um, you know, even if you are not the most skilled set on the team, you're not the oldest on the team, but you know, right from wrong. Um, you know how things are supposed to be done. You can lead by example and you can work hard. Um, doesn't take away from the fact because you're just a freshman, like speak up, be, you can be a leader. You can lead by example. would be my yeah. biggest thing and that's kind of what i think of when i first hear this um yeah i don't know if you have anything to bounce off of that
0: well leadership doesn't come with age
1: it, yes
0: right there's exactly. not a direct correlation with how old you have to be to be a, a leader um yeah. leading by example leading by work ethic right right leading with your presence is really the key mm-hmm. so This so many things come to mind with this one that this will this could be just its own series in itself, but there is always regardless of how old you are somebody that's looking up to you. Mm -hmm. Always, Okay, so for my seventh graders i've got a seventh grader who my kids adore my kids are four and a half and six guess what seventh grader my kids are watching you and they emulate everything you do right or freshman in high school guess what. There are kids who worship the ground you walk on Mm -hmm. and they want to be just like you. College kids, guess what? Every kiddo that puts a bow in her hair and a jersey on and cleats and grabs a a pink bat when they're five, they are, they want to be you. So do not ever take that for granted. You have the ability at any age to influence somebody, right? Use that wisely and do it in a positive way.
2: Right. Yep. And I think, now, go ahead. So I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Go ahead. I'm never done. You guys know that. By no. now. <laughs> well, I just want I... to say that you, you hit the nail on the head. We think of leadership as like the president of the United States or the school principal or the team captain. And there's many different ways you can define leadership and how it shows up. And it, I always bring it back to knowing who you are
0: mm-hmm. and
2: leaning into your skill sets. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that is, use Letting that shine through if you're the best organizer, right. And you'd like to keep a tidy dugout. Let's just say, be the leader in that space, go ahead and keep it lean into your skills so that you can be all you are and who you are authentically and show up Mm -hmm. as a leader that way. Because like you said, there's always somebody who's going to have that skill set That's going to be looking at you and admire Mm -hmm.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. And there are certain positions on the field that are inherently leadership positions, pitching and catching Mm -hmm. are, are two of them right? Mm-hmm. If you're a pitcher or a catcher and you don't like being a leader, maybe we mm-hmm. should play center field. I don't know. It, yeah. I
2: don't know. Um, shortstop, same. Yeah, they all, exactly. but they all in some regard demand leadership of yourself because the most impers- important person you're ever going to lead is you. You don't, oh, there's no there. doubt have people. Everybody else is a follower, mm-hmm. right? No, and so there's you, no doubt.
0: Um, I just right. oh, lost my train of thought.
2: Well, this will be a great one too.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, so I was, sorry. I was team captain. I was voted team captain in my junior year. Okay. At Florida. Now, was I the most talented player on the field? No, not even close. Not even close. Okay. But nobody could outwork me. Mm-hmm. Nobody could outwork me.
1: You led by example.
0: I led by example. Absolutely. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah. Well, in ours, I mean, and like you just said, like you were voted team captain as a junior. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, at Arizona, just because you were a senior didn't make you the captain. Right. It was, I mean, you got that role if you deserved the role. Right. So, yeah.
2: Well, these are all really great topics. I'm really excited. I'm glad we did this. This was really fun. I know this was fun. I like this. Yeah. So, this is all of these topics we're going to do a more in depth, deep dive. um, Yeah. So, send us your topics that you guys want us to talk about. Yeah. Please keep sending them. We will mesh these in with the, some of the upcoming other topics we have coming already planned. Um, we really appreciate you as listeners. Um, please be involved with us. Send us those comments, questions, anything. We want to hear from you. Um, we love hearing from you and we appreciate everything you have to say. Absolutely.
1: Yes. So as always, please subscribe, share, like, everything on all the podcast um platforms and we will be back with you guys next week
0: make it a great day be good humans make good choices be kind to one another
2: thank you have an awesome day bye
0: guys thank you for spending your time with us today we appreciate the opportunity to get to share our experiences and knowledge with you if you haven't had a chance yet, please hit that subscribe button so you can tune in on future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB for future episode information and guests. Make it a great day.